Six hours of dentistry is a pretty good amount of dentistry to do in a given day if you're working as a dentist every day, bill between eight to ten thousand dollars. You must listen. Welcome to the Drilling Millions Podcast. The Drilling Millions Podcast. Lessons from some of the most successful dentists on the planet. I want you to deal with your problems by becoming rich. Presented by Sage Dental Partners. Your practice transition team. That escalated quickly. Coming to you from Toronto. Podcasting to the world. Please welcome. Please welcome. Akil Chawla. Well, we have a treat for this episode. We're recording with Dr. Arun Narang. Uh, Dr. Narang is on his fourth practice. Uh, so some might call him a, a dentist entrepreneur, um, but still does a ton of work in the cosmetics uh, implant uh, and orthodontic space, even as a general dentist. He's just a really interesting person to speak to. He has a really great philosophy on work-life balance and how to make dentistry sustainable, um, as well as make it something that you enjoy. And it's something he certainly enjoys from our conversation. Um, this is a three-part series, um, so you're listening to one of three parts. Uh, the other three can be found on the channel. Uh, the Drilling Millions podcast. And we talk about things all across the board from cosmetic dentistry and is it all hype to managing your time as a multi-practice owner, what percentage of your time should you be spending on admin, your production, your costs. And we also talk about moving from more of the wet finger dentist space to being a more entrepreneurial dentist and the growing pains that are involved with that. So really fantastic episode. Dr. Narang's a phenomenal speaker. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. So now let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk to you a little bit more personally about how you manage your time as a multi-practice owner. Um, so let's maybe start about talking about how you spend your time in terms of looking at your production and costs. So how much time do you spend doing those two things? I typically will set kind of goals for myself in terms of my own production. And then obviously the production for the practice. Um, So, you know, depending on, I mean, I I generally like most days, like three days a week, I'll work eight to two. So my hours have changed after COVID. I kind of reduced them a little bit and then I made them more daytime because I wanted to be able to have a life also after work. So, you know, I, three days a week, I'll work eight to two. And then one day a week, which is my long day, which is the Tuesday, I'll work nine to four. And then my Friday's nine to three. Just going over my hours, I'll usually set a goal for myself in terms of what I want to be able to build per hour. And I, I work not just by myself. I work with a restorative hygienist. So a concept that maybe is not, everywhere but it is in Canada and definitely Ontario where we an expanded function hygienist or a restorative hygienist um, after I prepare a tooth she can fill it like she can restore it and then she can also uh, pack cord take an impression for a crown you know um, and complete the procedures that have started restoratively she can do bonding from you know turning a peg lateral into you know a tooth and doing resin a resin veneer or you know so she she can pretty much do all restorative procedures. I'm giving the local. I'm removing the filling or the decay, 
uh, in preparing the teeth and then she will complete them. So we're always working as a tandem with two assistants and me and her, or sometimes even a floater, like a third assistant, where, so that we wanna be very profitable and productive. If I'm gonna work a six hour day, my goal is to be able to every day bill between eight to $10,000. So I'll set a kind of a goal for myself daily and I'll set a goal for myself monthly, depending on you know the, the number of hours I might be working or the number of weeks I'm working. Like a lot of times I'll take, uh, you know, I'll typically take about anywhere from five to seven days off a month. Wow. Um, and then, uh, and then sometimes for a couple of vacations, I may take a couple of weeks off, you know, uh, in the summer or in, in the, in the winter. Um, so, and then I'll set a goal for the associates. I'll set goals for the hygienists. I'll set goals for the whole practice. And then, you know, then I know if, if we're basically, and, and again, I'll, we'll always compare stats from what, what did we do in September of 2021? What did we do in September of 2020? And then obviously I want to be doing better now than I did the year before or the year before that. I'll always also, obviously I'm trying to also look and see what my wages are as a percentage of my overall production. You know, when people are coming to me for raises or, you know, when I can see really what the office is doing, you know, in terms of its entire billing or its entire collections, and where are my wages as a percentage of that? You know, usually I want to see my wages somewhere between 23 to 25% as, as a, and, and these days that's a little more challenging and it's been getting a little higher because hygienists are wanting more, staff is wanting more. It's difficult to get new staff. Post-COVID, it is definitely more challenging to be able to hire people and to get them at, you know, a fair price. Um, so we're, we're always monitoring, you know, what our percentages of, of the wages are out of the total billings, because I try to keep it at about a quarter. That's where the accountants come in and help and obviously previous year's stats and seeing, you know, and, and trying to run sundries in a tight way, obviously getting things you need, getting good quality products, but at the same time, you know, not being wasteful, being careful. I'm always trying to impress that amongst all the assistants. Hey, we're going to use what we need to use and we're going to use quality products and materials, but you can be careful. You know, you can be careful in how much of everything you dispense and how you use products. So, and then obviously make, so, you know, that like just I, overseeing everything, overseeing everything really, but I don't really let it, overwhelm me I don't really let it overtake me I'm just you know you, you you get a good sense of it after a while the number crunching might come you know quarterly or looking at it at a half year or looking at it at the end of the year and reviewing things with my accountant but uh, but that's basically on a day-to-day -day basis like in terms of management like if I'm working like let's say eight to two I'll usually you know do about an hour of admin, let's say from 6.45 to 7.45 in the morning while I have my coffee, I'll log into the server at Bentway or I'll log into the server at Limelight 
And then la lastly, I'll log into the server at my main office, <clears throat> you know, and in a way I'm always, I'm kind of all almost doing like a virtual um, huddle in the morning um, with my hygienist or with my assistant, um, instead of having to be there going over every patient, I can squick, quickly scan through the hygiene patients and leave the hygienist some notes in terms of what they're doing and what you know they should discuss with the patient according to their treatment plan that's already in place and what their next steps are. So like I'll do a little virtual huddle with you know uh, the hygienist regarding their patients, leaving them notes. And or if I wanna leave any notes for the doctors, I will, but generally I let them just do their own thing because they've all been trained, they, they all know we actually have a nice WhatsApp group where we share cases and I show cases to them of what I'm doing. Again, always trying to teach and always trying to improve their skill set and, and, and to expand their um, horizons a little bit of, of, of the things that they might want to also try to do uh, in dentistry themselves. Um, and, and that's what I do. I, I do that for Bentway, I'll do that for the other office. And then lastly, I'll do it for my main office. So it's about an hour of admin in the morning. And then, you know, after work, if I'm finishing at two o'clock, then I usually have about an hour to an hour and a half of admin. My goal is kind of to, to be out of the office between like, you know, 3.30 and 4. And, uh, and, you know, do a little bit of work, signing checks, talking to office managers, meeting staff, you know, troubleshooting, you know, do, doing some paperwork, reviewing predeterminations and, you know, responding to insurance, whatever, you know, there's always this schlepping and work that you have to do, right? Some administrative, because then I don't want to take anything home and I want to be able to kind of block things out, go home and have a good time. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. But on a more personal front, um, you and I discussed this over dinner I always looked up to you from the perspective of, I always thought, man, Dr. Narang, how does it figured out from a, you know, work-life balance perspective? You always, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. We have each other on Facebook. And I'm like, he's always doing something. He's at Coachella one weekend. He's, uh, you know, he's kicking it at the weekend concert. He's, you know, at, at Veld. How do you manage your time um, on a personal front, kind of looking at it at a macro level and, and, and kind of distinguish, you know, between your work and your life? Because I don't think a lot of people do that very well, or as well as you do. Six hours of dentistry is a pretty good amount of dentistry to do in a given day if you're working as a dentist, you know, and I, I just kind of say, okay, you know, I draw a line in the sand, I say, that's what I'm going to do. And I, I want to be able to have enough energy for my kids and my wife when I get home. Um, so, so from a daily perspective, like, you know, if I'm in the office from eight to three or eight to three thirty or four, I feel that's good enough. You know, I've, I've done my job and it's now time for me to be able to either work out or go home or, you know, in, enjoy some time with my family. And then again, um, you know, during, during the summer, I have a cottage and I work four days a week and I've decided I'm not going to work that you know, the Friday and the, the, like I've got a long weekend every weekend and I'll do that right through the whole summer. 
the office will run itself on the Friday and the Saturday without me. You know, there's a lot of other providers. I'm really not needed. And I can concentrate my schedule into four days, work a little bit harder. And then what I'll do is I'll tack on an extra hour on those days, you know, um, and work like eight to three. But then I've got the beauty of having that weekend off um, and, and the Friday. And I can just go to the cottage on Thursday, you know, after work and, and, and enjoy my life. Or even when I'm not at the cottage and it's, you know, fall and winter and spring here, then I look at that time for travel. And I, 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 I want to just enrich my life. I want to go places that I haven't been to or do things that I haven't done. And again, like that's just important to me. I find it just gives me something to look forward to in my life. Because I mean, I've been practicing for 38 years. And if you're just working hard and there's no enjoyment or no fulfillment, or you're just, you know, it, it gets boring or you'll get tired or you get burned out. And I see so many of my colleagues, you know, by really, I'm, I mean, I'm 65 and many of them are retiring or already retired, but hey, I'm really enjoying dentistry. And the reason I'm enjoying dentistry at my age is because I have good people working with me. I, 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 I've, I've learned, you know, uh, to rely on others, not to do everything myself. And, um, and also taking some time to stop and smell the roses and enjoy life. Well, there are plenty of roses along your path. So. <laughs> <laughs> and cocktails. <laughs> So, so those, those key kind of people that you say that help you leverage your time, other than your restorative hygienist that you mentioned, are there any other key players in your team that, you know, you sort of tell yourself, why didn't I do this sooner? No, I mean, again, like I said, I think, I think each practice has to have a really good, solid, solid administrator. And I think that's what we've been able to do is really have a good solid administrator at the limelight office. And then there's people working under her, you know, who are good people, you know, obviously not as good as the lead person. Um, so that obviously makes life easier having somebody in place who really can run the show and be your advocate when you're not there. And, you know, uh, I, uh, when, you know, my lead, um, sort of, uh, supervisor and, and manager at the limelight clinic which is near square one she's she's amazing like she's always coming up with great ideas and you know i'm i she never ceases to amaze me at the new things that she keeps implementing and you know i don't have to tell her to do some of those things she's just runs with it you know so it's really invaluable to have good people like that um who kind of think like an owner. And then obviously you want to, you know, I mean, I'll reward my people who deserve it and, you know, pay them well and give them raises when it's needed. It's got to be a win-win. You know, you can't be uh, trying to do really well and increasing your numbers, but then uh, you're, you're going to be cheap about giving a raise wherever raise is deserved, you know? So you got to reward the people too, you know, the, and you got to, and that, and that's, I have so many staff that are loyal, you know, they've been with me for a long time because, you know, we try to treat our people right, treat them with respect and dignity, pay them well, 
have high expectations from them, you know, but then they're your advocates. They're, they're the ones who are talking to the patients. They're the ones that are booking the appointments. They're the ones that are making them feel comfortable in the room, you know, when they're nervous. Um, they're the ones that are asking for the Google reviews, you know, when somebody's happy about the dentistry they've had, you know, um, and trying to um, promote the practice. So that's going to happen if you've got a really good cohesive team and people that are happy to be there, working there. Um, so that's kind of how I strive really at each of the locations, just to have happy staff, staff that feel fulfilled, you know, and communicating with them, staying in touch with them, knowing that I'm looking over their shoulder, but I'm not micromanaging them, but I'm there. I'm there to oversee things. And uh, I think they respect that. And, um, and you know, the, the key people, like I said, like the one lady who manages or supervises all three of the offices, my restorative, my, you know, um, my other person who sort of does all of the bookkeeping and banking, you know, and my lead assistant. Those are the kind of four people that I rely on, you know. And then obviously I have an excellent uh, group of hygienists that are working for me. And we do a lot of ortho also in the clinic. And I have two of the hygienists that do ortho uh, also in my main practice. And that the, that'll be going to the new downtown location. Um, you know, they, they all help. So where do you go about finding uh, these great employees and great hygienists and great associates? <laughs> um, so, I mean, again, you know, we, we sometimes, you know, you uh, like, we, we, you know, we'll, we set up a nice LinkedIn profile and we might get some leads through LinkedIn. We might get some leads through Facebook. We might get, uh, you know, uh, leads through Indeed. You know, so a lot of it's online these days, you know, we also do reach out to agencies that we use, you know, sometimes we need temp hygienists or temp assistants, you know, uh, and we and we deal with um, certain agencies. Uh, but I, I find mostly these days we're finding people online with with, you know, like a really good kind of online strategy, you know, to uh, to find people and have people responding to us you know, from ads that we might put online. And obviously they're gonna come in and you're gonna interview them. And, and for me, like I always, always, always tell, you know, whoever's doing the interviewing, whether it's Eileen or Sandra, my office manager, that call me in for a few minutes because I just wanna meet the person, you know? Uh, just, you know, just, just their attitude, how they respond. You know, for me, that's, that's huge because I, I can teach people skills, but I can't teach them attitude. And I, I, can't, I can't teach that. And if they have a good attitude or they're positive or they're upbeat or they're excited, you know, about uh, the position, you know, I, I can see that. And that's what I'm looking at. You know, and then obviously I'll call them in for half a day. We'll call them in for half a day to, to have a working interview, you know, whether it be at the admin or whether it be, you know, with us as an assistant or a hygienist, and I'll pay them for that half day to be there. A hygienist might do a full shift. 
And then just to sort of get feedback to see, you know, how did she work out? Did the patients like her? Did, did the doctors or the staff like her, you know? And that's how we kind of uh, will reach out and hire. And, you know, and then the thing is, hopefully it works most of the time, but when it doesn't work, man, then you just jettison or let that person go really fast. You know, within that, you know, we, they might have them on a probationary period for six months. And if I'm not happy with them or they're not doing their job, they're going to be gone within six months. I'm not going to let them stay as a part of the team and bring the team down or create problems or issues. It's just not worth it. So you learn to just be a lot more proactive, you know, and then what you're trying to do is you're trying to build that ideal practice or that ideal um, staff. That's how I get good hygienists, good assistants, good receptionists, you know, I mean, it's some trial and error and, 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 but you have to just keep looking to make sure you've got a really good team of people who kind of believe in what you believe and also are willing to, um, to do an ex excellent job to, you know, look after the patient, give them good, great service, you know, be on time, you know, not hurt them, make them feel comfortable, uh, you know, and, and, and just, uh, again, all of those things are just important, right? Like, because, and again, consistency, like, you know, when you have good staff and people are there, our patients are so happy, they come back and they're going to see the same assistant, or they're going to see, see the same receptionist, or they're going to see the same hygienist, and, and they feel comfortable. Um, you know, sometimes they may not have a, a perfect relationship with one staff person, but if, she, if they have a, a really great relationship with two or three others, it's going to keep them in the practice. Like what you heard? Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and follow Drilling Millions on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for exclusive clips.